Welcome. You are now entering the Fecta Stream by Jack Calloway. Be safe. True Fecta. My name is Jack Calloway, and I'm going to be perfectly honest, I don't really know why I'm starting this. It's just really an experiment, because although I write and make music and kind of do my own thing with cinematography, photography, and all that, I've never really tried to speak into, like, an actual podcast. I've made uh, voice or spoken word tracks before, but never something, you know, as official as this, or where I've actually dedicated time to setting up like a microphone you know uh and of course it's not really professional professional considering that i am still you know in my room it's just uh, a joby gorilla pod which my rode video mic is on but i mean it's official it's official as i can go for now so there's that uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts like uh, You Made It Weird, Pete Holmes, uh, WTF with Mark Marin, uh, Monday Morning Podcast, Monday Morning Podcast with Bill Burr. So I'm familiar with them, and I can't really follow their format because I'm not a comedian. But I mean, it's worth it to try. So I don't really know where to go from here. I'm gonna go ahead and move this and see what I can make of this or whatever it's supposed to be. Uh, Today is Friday, February 6th. If I ever publish this, it may be published on a later day. I have really no idea if slash when I'll be posting this, publishing it, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I don't have a set topic to talk about. Uh, I'm just going to kind of see where this takes me and see what I want to talk about, but... I do have what, two minutes down, so I mean that's one thirtieth of a usual podcast. So uh, it appears that I'm getting there in some respects, but I don't know. Uh, a little bit about me: I attend Lee High School in San Jose, California. I was born in San Jose and grew up, and still are, still am in Campbell, California. Um, Lee High School is fine. People at Lee hate Lee. No one hates Lee more than Lee. But it's not ghetto by any means. It's perfectly fine, even though people want to call it ghetto because of so-called gangs that think that they're actual gangs, but they're just people who want to be criminals because they're not, like, good enough to have good grades. So there's only, you know, so many options you can go from there. But they don't really aspire to be the actually successful high school dropouts, so there's not really too much of an option for them. Um, I am a junior, 11th grade. Uh, I'm My grades are fine, but at the same time I'm not taking AP or honors classes because I'd rather take, you know regular classes with good grades than have bad grades in higher classes because that doesn't really make it look better. I mean, colleges, even if you take an AP class, they're not going to like that you have an you know, FD or even a C on it. They're looking for A's and B's, which is something I can deliver with regular classes. So, there's that. Uh, let's see. 
I don't know if breathing is going to be detrimental to what this sounds like. I mean, I'm using Audacity to record this, and I'm just kind of going off the hip or shooting from the hip or whatever. I don't... phrases, you know. Um, I was thinking about doing this podcast last night, but I ended up not doing it because it was too late, and I was trying to find uh, one of those little digital recorders to plug this microphone into, uh, as the theme would have been like a podcasting while driving sort of thing, but I I may do that in the future if I continue this. It's not, you know, it wasn't abandoned. I just decided that maybe for the first one it should be or something where I'm actually comfortable in a setting that I'm familiar with rather than just going off of something that may or may not even work. And, I mean, I guess I could put the tripod in the passenger seat if I did that, but if I didn't, I don't really know where I would put this microphone. Um, uh, and there's not, you know, the regular digital tape recorder microphone isn't really that good, so I'd be plugging the Rode Video microphone into it, in which case I would have this whole kind of setup for one tiny digital recorder with a huge microphone, but that's not really the point that matters to me. It's just thoughts, I guess. Uh, the previous attempt podcast was something that had a working title of Life or whatever, and it was just really pretentious, and it really didn't have any comedic value, and it was just like some sort of generic thoughts on life podcast where I was talking about things that happened in my life, and it was just really just awful. I mean, like, it wasn't interesting. I don't really see <laughs> what market would be interested in listening to that. Uh, and I stopped doing it, not for any, like, particular reason, I just kind of forgot about it, I guess, or I didn't really have time to do it or finish it. So, I mean, welcome. I told you a little bit about myself, and I guess I'll go into topics of high school, because that is relevant, considering that's what I just came home from. It is 3.09 p.m., Friday, February 6, 2015. And this is high school. So as I go to Lee, I've never really experienced any ghetto behavior, even though everyone there likes to think that that's exactly what is happening there. But, I mean, weird stuff happens at every school, of course, but it's it's never been over the top. And Lee is a fairly decent school. I mean... Uh, I I do think they're spending all the budget on one uh, particular administrator's heels. I don't even know what her job is in the school, but she walks around in, like, you know, these heels and just bright neon green, and I don't really know how you get that on a teacher's salary if you have that much money to just spend. So either her house is awful or, I mean, art is getting cut because of her. Um... I mean, I realize that this is going to hold no weight to anyone who doesn't go to Lee or know about it, so, I mean, I guess talk about more general topics that aren't just, you know, humorly specific to one group of people, so, um, Lee High School, I don't really know how it is in other states or countries, but for high school out here, there's six periods, one, two, three, and five, six, seven the next day, A day, B day, respectively. Um, four is the optional one that's after school on A days. 
Uh, not everyone has it. Not everyone has to have it. It's just the way your schedule works. Like sometimes a band or cheerleading or winter guard or whatever. I don't really guard color guard winter guard. I don't. I don't know the difference. They they guard things with flags by spinning them, like a, like a I guess as a shield. But I don't really understand that. But I'm also not going to judge it either. Um, and then there's eight which is after 7, so B-Day after school, which is the same sort of thing. And then there is zero period, which is before school on, I don't, I think it's both, or A or B. I don't think it's specific to one uh, or something. I think, I think there's also an option for a ninth period. I'm not really sure. Either way, I've never had any more than six cla six classes on any given year freshman, sophomore, and senior, and, uh, you know, PE, PE, physical education, PE, was for freshmen and sophomores, and I guess juniors and seniors if they failed, but I, I mean, I don't know how you can fail PE, I've, I mean, it's, it's actually difficult to get a bad grade in PE, in my experience and opinion. Uh, so I'm not really sure about that whole thing, but some I have people who have, and I guess with transfers, if someone transfers school and the whole thing kind of gets muddied up, then it's all just awful. Our whole district is just awful. We started uh, with freshman year up until part of sophomore year. It was 8.25 to 2.05 school time regularly. And at some point, we didn't have enough educational minutes I guess I think that's a district complaint to us, so we changed it to eight ten to two oh five, I think. Eight ten to two oh five? It was either eight ten to two oh five or eight ten to two fifteen. I'm actually sort of confused. I think it was still eight ten to two oh five and they just changed that fifteen minute interval because the fifteen minutes totally matters. And then they changed what, so collaboration days, which is, I think the collaboration has something to do with the teachers meeting up and talking about things, even though that's what they do anyway, because they have like a lounge for that purpose. But on collaboration days, and as I knew this before, when other people I knew who went to Lee years ago, collaboration day was where you, on some, any given sets of two days, you know, usually Wednesday and Thursday, they would have collaboration day, which means that school starts at 9.35, which is awesome because sleeping. But then they changed it when they changed it to 8.10. They changed collaboration days, and they just made it 8.10 to, like, 1-something. So an earlier time instead of sleep, which is just awful. So I think it's because the teachers want more sleeping. The collaboration part was before school, which I kind of understand, but, I mean... I don't really care about the teacher's feelings because I'm a student and it's all about me for obvious reasons. Um, and the minimum days are just minimum days. Those haven't really changed except the time length has been increased a little bit. It used to be, I think, 8.25 to 11.30 and now it's like something to 11.45, 8 to 11.45 or something like that. So that one wasn't an issue. But then, 8 o'clock, I'm getting to that. Uh, very late sophomore year, I think, or it was the beginning of junior year, but I honestly think it was the late sophomore year, they changed it to 8 o'clock to 2.15, so a net total of uh, 
35 extra minutes and the way they did that was it was it was awful but the way they did that was they made tutorial uh mandatory and tutorial was usually before school on most days from 7:50 to 8:25 or whatever it was for 8:10 I didn't go cuz I didn't really ever need it cuz I was an awesome student still am just rocking out but for other students who was there for uh, ask about questions about homework about grades something they could ask the teachers for but the way they tied this in which I guess is actually a smart loophole on their port, part instead of making it so that classes are longer which is I mean an hour and 40 minutes is just already awful it's just way too much and the only days I could actually focus in class were minimum days which each class was 55 minutes long which I could deal with because it made sense and it kept my attention span but I mean educational minutes are clearly very important so they couldn't even begin to think about that so yeah <laughs> so tutorial became from between first period and second period uh, from 9.45 to 10.15? Yeah, that's it. So they did that, in which case you could basically ask about homework or whatever, but really for me and everyone else I know, it's just kind of catching up on homework you have to do for the next class or just kind of screwing around for a half an hour, which I guess works out in my favor, but at the same time I'd rather get out at 2.05 than 2.15, which for one, really screws up the bus schedule for the kids the 27 bus for VTA gets there at our bus stop at 2.17, yeah, 2.17, and we get out, because the bell is screwed up, we get out at a late 2.15, so by the time you walk over, because it's, I mean, it's not far, but I mean, by the time you walk over, the bus is already leaving, and you're just screwed, which is what I had to deal with up until I got a license, which was just awesome. So that was a pretty terrible point in my life, though. So uh, it really messes up everyone's bus schedule. And, I mean, today it was raining pretty hard, and I just saw these kids stuck in the rain. And, like, you know, I felt bad, but I'm not going to do anything about it. But still, I felt bad. I'm just not a great human being. So there's that. Um, I mean, before I had a license, I would take the bus which was a junior year thing up until I got my license. And then sophomore year <laughs> was a motorized bike that I had, which was a very interesting time in my life. I got it either late September or part of somewhere in October. I bought a motorized bike off of Craigslist, which was just like a really beaten down cruiser bike. Like, I mean, it was a cruiser bike and it wasn't taken care of well. The seat had a metal part that just scratched the sh scratched my leg like just awful and I ended up replacing the seat but I mean not for a while and I don't even really know why because it hurt a lot and it just it tore all of the pants that I owned but you know can't really do much about it except you know buy another seat but that wasn't really what I was thinking about at the time so you know but I bought it from this dude at Oak Ridge Mall. Like, we met at Oak Ridge Mall. I didn't buy it there. And we met in the parking lot. And then, I mean, he rode it and it sounded nice. So I got it. And it rode really well for about a year almost. 
and then I broke down because I guess there was like twigs in the gas tank which I don't even know how that happened but I mean that's not the funny part the funny part is just all the things that happened on that bike so the first day I had it I uh hold on I'm gonna turn on caffeine on my Mac because it's just okay so I buy it and then I go and my dad is with me and he you know he says okay I'm just gonna kind of stay by inside you even though I couldn't go as fast as his car could I could go like uh I hovered around 20 usually but I could go up to like 30 but still I mean his you know it's a car that can go faster than that by at least four times usually so I mean and it's a BMW it's probably five but uh so he just said that he would kind of stay alongside me and I was like, all right, well, I'll try to be as fast as I can. And he said, you know, don't, because, you know, you just got a motorized bike. How about you don't go fast? Which, you know, I uh, understand that part. That logic is pretty pretty solid. So I start going, uh, and this was a direction I've never taken to get home because I can't obviously go on freeways. I, I was 15 or 14, actually, for the first month or so and didn't have my license so uh... i couldn't go on any freeways or anything well first of all it's not even legal to go on a freeway second of all i wasn't trying to risk getting pulled over i mean i knew that it wasn't wasn't against the law but still i just felt like you know san jose doesn't like people enjoying themselves or you know any police department so i figured they'd try to get me on some trumped up charge so uh, it's just it's not legal to go on there, so I'm not trying to get it you know caught the first day that I have it. So I start going on some street. I'm blanking on all the streets that I took there, but I go, and the first thing I notice is that it's not running. Like the engine is going, but the gas isn't kicking in. Just the engine is on, but you know it's it, it appears that the gas is not getting to it and not firing it up. So I'm like, oh, okay, we've already run into a problem. That's that's solid. And to move this bike, or to get it to roll, you had to hold down the clutch pedal, which was on the left of the bike, and then you had to pedal and then let it go when you got enough speed, and it would kind of fire itself up. And it would just that would be turning on the engine. And then there was a tube from the gas tank, which was uh, in the middle under the handlebars, like kind of right uh where your stomach is in terms of height but it you know it was on this bar right before the handlebars that was the gas tank and there's a tube coming from the right side of that a yellow tube from that going down to the engine and i mean there was a switch on it but i was just like i'll leave it alone until i talk to my mechanic who's also my cousin cuz he knows more of this than i do and i just kind of wanted to go fast i didn't realize that there was actual things you had to do to make it go fast but so uh, he pulled, my dad pulls over and I tell him what goes on. And then he just like looks at me like, really? Are you serious? Be and I understand this because he doesn't know, but this guy who sold me the, was literally telling me all of these things. And I was just kind of zoning out in my happiness of getting a motor on a bike without needing a license. So I didn't really listen to him I guess I just kind of zoned him out until he left and I paid him and it was pretty cheap I want to say it was 300 which is really not that much for a motor vehicle that 
where gas was like four dollars a week yeah, honestly because i mean i've never i never once ran low or empty i filled it up always before so i probably could have gone more and sometimes you know two weeks it all depended but it was really awesome i missed that bike but also i have a car now which is a lot safer and faster and all and all better so i miss it in the way that you miss like an ex-girlfriend that was like crazy but fun i guess like you have a girlfriend now who's like steady and knows what she's doing in her life but doesn't necessarily have like the wild side which is a lie in this if it, if i'm talking about like a car analogy because my car can technically have a wild side but i mean like the wild side to the point where like you might die because of just how sketch its buildup is like you know its composition construction composition wasn't really the right word but I had that, and I rode it to school, and I kind of just, I mean, people knew me at the at Lee, but uh, from that day, I was, you know, there was a definite association, like, oh, that's that dude with the, you know, motor on his bike, who smells like gasoline every time he comes into his class, and has just, like, burn marks on his legs, because the exhaust pipe is just not in a safe place at all, which is true, but I actually do remember the first time I crashed on it, because... I, I want to say two months in. Uh, my dad, when he retells this, is saying that it was like within the first week, but I think he was just looking for any reason to denounce the fact that my mom let me have the bike. So, uh, I want to. I do think it was like two months after, where I was hanging out with my friend, and uh, we were by Branham High School, sort of, which is like. I don't know, dis, uh, two, three miles away from Lee to the east side, northeast side. And we were at this park by then, and we were just kind of hanging out for a little bit. And it was approaching 4, like it was 3.30ish. And at the time, I was working at the furniture company, the, the job I had gotten freshman year. So I usually worked from 4 to 7, so it was like 3.45 or something around that time when I realized what the time was and I was like oh I gotta go and so this was a good three or four miles away from where I worked which was in downtown Campbell so I don't really know if, if anyone here knows these locations that are listening if anyone's even listening I ever at all but uh, it was a good four miles north I think maybe three I can't really judge distances based on like motorized bike time but I left and I was kind of in a hurry and I was going down uh, Union, past Union and Bascom, I think. Yeah, it was past Union and Bascom and possibly past Union and McGlincy towards um, Campbell Avenue, but right after McGlincy or right after uh, Bascom intersection when some car just like was trying to swerve around me and I was going on the side, like, I, I was respecting the cars and, you know, the fact that I don't like bikers who just kind of go in the way of cars. It's almost like, they do they forget that it's a car, a car who is a lot heavier and stronger than a biker? Like, I mean, I just instinctively get out of the way. So, I was trying to get out of the way, but this car was just not having it and swerved, and so I swerved to get out of the way to not be hit by this idiot. And my wheel goes up the sidewalk at an angle 
and I, I'm not really too sure on the specifics because I was just thrown from it and just knocked on my head and everywhere and just being slid down this road with all this road rash and it's just awful. Road rash is truly just awful and I'm bleeding from my shins and my ca uh, shins is the front side of your leg like calves is the backside, right? Yeah. So my shins were bleeding, my elbows were bleeding, my arms were, my neck was screwed up and so I was like, all right, well, I still got to go to work. I'm in immense pain. So I got back on my bike and went to work <laughs> and parked my bike and went up there. And I don't know why I didn't say anything. I think it was because I didn't want this whole speech of I told you so, even, even though it's not like I could hide that. I mean, they see me every day. And I'm forgetting to mention that my mom works in the same place that I do. So I walk in, but my mom is pretty clearly preoccupied on work because, you know, it's a high-stress job, uh, which is, uh, sounds weird to say it like that, but it is, and I'm just trying to respect that. So I just uh, went to work and put some wet paper towels on the wounds, various wounds that I had, and just worked and she didn't find out I think my boss at one point came in and realized it and I just said oh, I fell off my bike you know clearly leaving out the severity of it or you know what I mean the seriousness of how bad it really was and how bad it hurt so I go home and they notice immediately my dad does actually uh, I think my mom finds out the next day because she went to a meeting and then didn't come home until I was just in my room doing homework and kind of doing my own thing. So that was a good time. So I went to bed and trying to sleep with like just blankets on you because, you know, it's uh, it was fall. So it was getting to be, I mean, even though it's California, California is really just, it doesn't know seasons well. So sometimes it'll be 80 degrees in December or like 30 in June not really 30 in June but really low in June or something but it happened to be the one day in fall which was probably November-ish time uh, probably earlier I'm not sure it was around fall slash winter time and it was the one day where California actually followed the seasons as they're supposed to be and it was freezing, so I didn't, you know, I didn't turn, heaters wouldn't help, and I need a blanket, so I put them on, which just made the wounds awful, and it was probably the worst week or so, week or two of sleeping in my entire life, and it's not like it healed in a week or two, it took like two months to heal, and it, I'm not going to go into specifics of how it healed and what happened after that, because it's really just gross, <laughs> it's just, it was an awful thing, but I did, I was called this dude who, you know, I came to school, people would just see me with these giant, like, just brown scabs that cover half my arm and half my leg, and, uh, so there was that, and then there was the time where I was trying to flirt with this girl, and I, I don't know why I assumed that any girl would find a motorized bike hot, because it's really, like, it's cooler than a bike, but not as cool as a motorcycle, and I, you know, 14 or 15 at the time, so it's <laughs> it's it's not as cool as I wish it was, or I hoped that it would be, or thought it was, really, or hoped other girls would think it was. So I was trying to flirt with this girl, and I rode up next to her. She was walking 
on Lee Avenue towards Lee, like probably a seven or ten minute walk away from Lee. And I saw her as I was riding up, so I pulled over and uh, I went up on the sidewalk and I kind of like put my feet down, still sitting on my bike and put my feet down and was talking to her. And then my bike leans over and the exhaust pipe uh, like it hits my leg and my leg gets trapped in between this fence and the exhaust pipe, this fence that's next to me and the exhaust pipe. And for a good three seconds before, and this is a long time and just full on burn time, but for three or four seconds between this leg getting trapped and me freeing, it was probably just like, I, I, it's like you feel yourself cooking. Like you're, I'm, I was cooking myself and it's just like, it was just so odd. I mean, obviously it was immensely painful, but it was just really odd also because I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to explain this. It was just a really weird feeling along with the pain. And then I got it out and I was like, all right, well I should, uh, <laughs> see you later. Like, sorry about, and uh, you know, I'm just swearing under my breath and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm all good. I'm I'm just playing it cool. Like, yeah, I'm all good. I'm going to go ahead and go to school now, like, later. <laughs> so I parked my bike and then went into the office, and she looked down. The nurse looked down because I needed a gauze pad or whatever. She looks down on my leg, and she's just like, how does one person do this? This isn't, like, a normal injury. And I was like, oh, I have a motorized bike. And she's like, oh, that's that's what you're doing <laughs> with your life. I was like, yeah, I know, I understand. And, I mean, it was just so dirty, too, because, you know, the chain would come off sometimes, and I had to put the chain back on, and the chain was just so dirty with the oil and everything. So my hands are just this constant shade of, like, you know, dirt, oil, black kind of thing. And, you know, and there's the gas smell that permeated me, and the cologne I tried to mask it with didn't mix well with the gasoline that clearly wouldn't go away and it was just uh, sophomore year was pretty bad <laughs> uh in terms of that aspect of it otherwise it was okay uh I had fun there was good times um freshman year was just weird because I didn't know anyone for like three months except for this one kid who I'm still friends with but I, I just think is an odd little man <laughs> It's so mean. He's just an odd little man. And he, you know, doesn't know how to act like a normal citizen. But what are you going to do? So, you know, you got to be nice to them, though. Got to be nice to everyone, because that's how you're supposed to do things in life. But sometimes it's hard when this kid is just, like, the weirdest child ever. And, you're, I mean, he, this is a tall kid. He's, like... A good, and I'm a tall. I'm like six, three, six two and a half, six three, and this kid is like a good five inches on me, I think. So he's probably six seven, eight, some. I don't know, but he's a very tall, thin, awkward little boy, and <laughs> I'm being so mean to my friend. But that's what you gotta do because that's how you treat your friends. You're just very mean to them because that's how you know you love them and they love you, and that's how friendship works. Speaking of friendship, I think it's really awful when people can think... Okay, so, to preface this, Lee puts out a newspaper, as a lot of high schools do, called the Elite Newspaper. I don't know if I'm even allowed to, like, say that I go to Lee, if I publish this anywhere. 
but I mean, like, I'm not saying anything incriminating or necessarily bad about Lee, just like the people in it. And, you know, I mean, it, I, I don't, to make this analogous, I guess you could say that you can hate someone in a store, but that doesn't mean you hate the store, right? But, I mean, do they have to be an employee of the store? Do they have to associate themselves with the store? So if you hate that employee, are you hating the store because of that person representing a part of the store? Or is it a person that is physically in the store because at the same time, a Lee student is associated with Lee because they're, you know, enrolled in the system. But at the same time, a lot of them just, you know have this put on this persona like they just happen to be physically in there and just kind of doing their thing because they have to so there's that um so i'm going to say it though lee puts out a newspaper called the elites which is edited by everyone that's in uh an elective yearbook which is run by my current english teacher but i'm not going to say her name so there's a girl and i actually dated her briefly uh last year Around this time last year, it was right around Valentine's Day last year. Uh, that's a whole different story that I'll get into later. But I broke up with her because she's an insane lady, and this isn't really this me dating her didn't really have to do with this. But I think it's just kind of funny, and I guess in a related way, where people of high school or I mean anyone thinking they can give relationship advice is just really odd to me. And there was an article in this edition of the Elite, or Elite, I don't know how to pronounce it, if that's the right way to pronounce it. I don't even know if that's the title. I'm just going off of what I think is memory. But there's an article written by her where she talks about, you know, romantic spots, which is like, I guess if you're talking about a spot to take someone, then that's okay, because, you know, it's a nice spot and most people would agree. But then she starts talking about everything you have to say and do to make your girl slash boyfriend happy and make sure the relationship is honest and you, like who who like no you don't know this because if you knew this then I wouldn't have broken up with you three days after uh, like three days later or a week later or however long I made that last but uh, you you don't know and like what gives anyone you and anyone the right to have, have relationship advice it just seems weird to me that anyone thinks they're capable of telling others how they should have their relationships when they haven't done well with their own. Um, uh, I want to, I'm trying to think of what comedian said this. This isn't, this next part is not my material. It's a comedian's and I'll think about it, but he's talking about how, um, actually I think it's Dan Cummins. Yeah. It's Dan Cummins. Who's talking about how, uh, he doesn't really buy the whole uh, psychic thing, yeah, psychic person, which, I mean, not it, that's not like an outrageous thing to say or controversial thing to say that you don't believe psychics because it's not true, I assume. I mean, I don't know, but I, I'm going off my belief that I don't think it's true. But he was basically saying how, um, why would you pay a psychic to predict your future when they haven't done well with their own present? You know, if you could predict the future, if you could really predict the future, why would you run out of a crummy shack in the bad part of town? This is all Dan Cummins material, who was a great comedian. And, I mean, this is true. So it kind of goes to the same thing of relationship advice, where 
you know, why would I take relationship advice for you if all your relationship uh, have failed? All your relationships have failed with, uh, uh, in my experience, all of her exes have just publicly just not liked her because she's an insane lady and everyone knows her as her reputation of the insane lady. And I'm not trying to really like bash on her. I'm just saying bashing on the fact that she thinks that she can give relationship advice or anyone for that matter who thinks that they can is really, you, you gotta, you gotta be really familiar with relationships. You gotta be able to defend the fact that you're able to do that. You can't, you gotta earn that, you know? You you can't just, you know, expect that you can just because you have a newspaper to write. And at the same time, it's not necessarily bad considering I would never, ever take relationship advice from a high school newspaper. And I don't think anyone in their right mind would. But still, I mean, I guess do what you want considering you're just doing it for fun anyway since high school newspapers aren't really an important part of anything high school or life, I mean, they're not important, so, yeah, so, I'm glad I'm not dating her anymore, and that is the elite, so. Hello, this is uh, part two of the podcast. I've taken a little break between parts one and part two, meaning that right now it is 12.13 a.m., so midnight of Friday night, but it is technically Saturday morning, so February 7th, 2015. So uh, I've decided that it's probably beneficial to have some sort of topic to go off of, you know, as a, you know, not just kind of go off the hip, especially since this is the first thing, you know, I might as well have some topics to choose from. And they're not really topics more than just kind of notes that I'm going to refer to. So I have some sort of material rather than just, you know, going off the brain, which isn't necessarily uh, a bad thing. But uh, this is my MacBook, so I'm actually texting someone back. You might be able to hear the typing. I was apologizing for my use of the word swag. Uh, it was ironic, don't worry. So I want to preface this part of the podcast or whatever this turns out to be by saying that, uh, like I said in part one, I don't agree with people, especially my age, thinking they could give advice to people my age. Uh, you know, maybe the same applies for adults, but I, I mean, that's I'm not an adult, so I don't know. But I mean, the idea of giving advice to someone else is really odd considering that no one is the same. So how can you know what's best for that person? And I mean, of course, so I'm going to get into this. So I'm going to preface everything by saying that these are all theories. I'm not necessarily right or wrong, but I mean, that sounds more like conceited. So I'm not necessarily right. These are just views that I have known based on like upbringing and my life and what I've experienced. And <laughs> it's just so odd to say this, like it's, you know, a deep pivotal moment in my life when I'm 16, so it's not like I could have really experienced that much of which to give advice to people, you know, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I, I think it's really odd because 
for someone to give someone else advice on anything from any age, really, but I'm not an adult. So maybe there's a different dynamic at that point, And everyone's dynamic is different between two people or three or whatever. But I think it's just really odd that and anyone can think that what they, their opinion and their experience can is, is relevant or is right or really makes a difference to the other person because everyone is different. No one is the same. And, you know, even things that we view as correct, things that we view as right in society, quote-unquote, are are just views that have been agreed on by general, you know, consensus. So, you know, murder (laughs) is generally uh, depicted as wrong, which is, you know, it's true, but it's true because all of us have kind of unanimously agreed that it's, it's not a cool thing to do. But it's still just an opinion. And so, I mean, laws and, you know, what society, again, quote-unquote, society thinks is just the general opinion, something that we've um, mostly agreed on to the point where it's just become common knowledge. So, obviously, you know, advice is not really anything about murder for the most part, uh, and it's a lot less serious in most cases, but uh, no one would be able to know exactly what the other person is going through because they're not that person, you know? They're not the same person as the person they're giving advice to. I mean, the only person you could give advice to and be, you know, accurate is yourself because only you know yourself and, you know, you don't even necessarily know yourself. And even if you think you know someone, you don't know exactly what they're going through to the, you know, specific details. And there's just no real truth to the world there's uh, there there's truths that only apply to you and i guess that you could call that truths but there's no i mean to quote jaden smith which is hilarious there are no existential for example his quote is that uh when you say something i'm doing is wrong don't forget to add the to my conditioned brain and societal ideologies at the end because there are no existential yeses or nos in the universe there are only truths while his tweets do kind of go on that philosophical sort of tangent most of the time that that is right <laughs> it's hard to relate to a jaden smith quote but that that is true because you everything is situation uh, situation like personal to you and everything in your life has been to your sort of view per se so i mean on a simpler note or on a more you know literal note what you see is red may not be the same red that someone else sees but because you've all pointed at that color and called it red that you don't know if the other person sees the red the same way that you do they just you know see the specific shade that you're seeing as red so it's just it's red <laughs> yeah everything is red i mean I guess Coldplay wasn't like that. It was all yellow. No, Coldplay. It was all red. So, uh, in that advice, to go off on that advice thing, uh, friendships are very odd because friendships often rely, well, you know, one relies on the other for advice and help. Not always, but a lot of the time they rely on each other for help and guidance and advice. And even though, you know, friends usually share some common beliefs and stuff, I mean, especially with things that are generally accepted anyway. 
but the reason they're friends is because they have things in common for the most part, and in most cases, not necessarily all the time, but in most cases they do, which is why they become friends. But, so, you know, they would assume that they can give each other advice and be accurate, and for the most part they could be, to a general way, because people interpret what others say and kind of make it their own thing, and it means their own thing to them, because that that's how they, you know, they have a filter. Everyone has kind of a filter that they get through, and, you know, that's their personality, and that's how they see everything as, even if you didn't necessarily mean it when, you know, you were filtering out, or, you know... You, you're saying raw speech and it gets filtered out through you and filtered to what you hear and it gets filtered to what they hear and what they interpret as that. So there's no raw, you know, raw advice that's being analyzed because everyone has their own filter that it goes through and what they're really hearing and what they want to hear, what they do hear, what they need to hear, all that. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm getting deep into this already. Uh, don't waste any time. Might as well just, you know, jump right into it. And, and this kind of sounds like I'm bashing or denouncing the idea of friendships because friendships are healthy, relationships are healthy. Um, although, like, you know, I enjoy being alone as, like, a person in terms of, you know, hanging out. Like, you know, Friday night I like hanging out with people, but for the most part when I come home I like, you know, being alone, doing my own thing. Anyone who really has a podcast by themselves enjoy being alone. Um, for for some part of it. You know, a lot of comedians do, and comedians kind of have that reputation as being, you know, funny on stage and being kind of socially awkward off stage. This isn't necessarily true for all of them, but for a good deal of them that I've read and seen about, then th that's usually the case. So, you know, I enjoy being alone, but I'm not necessarily antisocial. Like, I'm good socially, and I'm not an awkward human being. But, uh, you know, everyone enjoys their alone time, and I just happen to, you know, uh, I guess... <laughs> it's not like bathe. Bathe is the weird... That's a weird way to say that. To revel in it. I guess revel is the right word. To kind of revel in being alone and having fun doing that. And, you know, sadness happens to everyone. Depression, I guess. But, hell, depression is kind of widely used to describe any moment of sadness. You know, when someone says they're depressed and then the people who actually have depression are, are like, yeah, I feel that constantly. And the people who are, you know, thinking they're depressed but they're just having a momentary sadness, which everyone has. And I just think the word is used too broadly with people, you know, this kind of happens with most things, you know, someone <laughs> wants to clean a room, you know, oh my god, I'm so OCD. Someone with OCD is like, not, the, <laughs> you have no idea. And that that's how it is for a lot of things. And uh, so when I first started listening to podcasts, this is a side note, when I first started listening to podcasts, I kind of, I mean, they're very long, you know, an hour to two hours with Pete Holmes a lot of the time it was like two two and a half hours for some of them and I just thought like H how do you talk for that long you know non-stop assumingly or uh, assumingly or yeah I think so you know non-stop I assume because it doesn't really sound like they're taking any breaks and I realized that time really does go by when you're like just you know talking I mean ten minutes have gone by and this part alone and the 30 minutes in the last part, 
aside from the intro, which was five minutes. I mean, those go by really fast, and you don't even notice it. I mean, it was like 12.13 when I started this, and it's already almost 12.30, because, you know, I'm really, really good at math. But um, so far, I enjoy this. I don't really know where I'm going to post it. Um, that's kind of a reason I'm not swearing, because if I do post it, I am 16, so I can't really swear in a podcast if I ever make it public. I mean, if I don't make it public, it's kind of a waste of time. Like, it's it's odd to just have an hour of yourself talking to yourself, basically, and keep it to yourself, which is, like, either extremely narcissistic or just the loneliest thing you could ever even imagine. <laughs> um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about California because it's relevant to what's going on currently. Uh, you know, people kind of, the stereotype of California, this, uh, very insignificant stereotype of California is that we don't have seasons, which, you know, which is probably true around LA. I don't live in LA, but I've been there and it was extremely hot, which is the stereotype. But in the Bay, it's kind of known as a stereotype where it's always sunny and, you know, most parts of California anyway, which is true for the most part, but... I think we're just we're confused about what seasons are. We're not, I you know people say lazy, but I don't think we're lazy. We just kind of do whatever we want. Like we just don't care. <laughs> like I went to the beach, in, you know, th- this January. Like a few weeks ago, I went to like two weeks ago. I went to the beach, and it was like a nice day. Like it was a June July kind of day. Like I could have gone into the water if I really wanted to. I just didn't happen to, but I could have because the temperature was just right. And today it was pouring all day. And this was after a week of just, you know, nice, pretty nice cold mornings, but, you know, warming up pretty fast. And the really funny thing was this morning, it was the nicest morning I've had in a while. Like, I, you know, when I got in the car, I didn't have to turn on the defrosters or anything. I just got in the car and drove and it was fine. And it was really odd because of, you know, how much people hyped up the rain that was supposedly going to happen. And, I mean, it did, but it was just a very, very weird start to the day. But there's your daily dose of weather, which is just a really sign that I'm already running out of material with not even one episode done. But I'm not admitting that. I'm just saying it's kind of funny that I would skip right to weather, you know, in the beginning of this just moving the mic a little bit. I have this on a Joby Gorilla Pod, which is actually working out. I had a littler one that I put on it, but uh, the microphone is too heavy and it kept falling off, which is kind of sad because I actually, you know what? I'm going to see how much, because I'm going to Cali Roots, which is a three-day reggae festival in Mon, three-day reggae festival in Monterey, which is in May. So I'm going to see how much this camera I used to have is. 240 bucks. That's not that bad. Eh, it's kind of bad. I'm only going to use it for a day. That's pretty bad. Okay, um, that's 265 Uh I'm just going to look at nice power shots that are just, you know, in my range. Um... This one's only 200 and it's like a nice camera. Uh, 150. I, f- it's, I feel like a 340 HS would be better than a 300. 
I am very much into photography. I don't know if any of you have gotten that gist. Uh, but I am, I always have been, I mean, always have been, I have been for a pretty long time. Um, it's always kind of been my thing. Uh, that's a lie. Why am I lying? I think I'm lying because I'm just looking at these cameras and not really paying attention, which is a flaw and something I should probably fix before I keep going. I have been into photography. My sister was originally into photography for a very short time. She had a uh, Casio, yeah, Casio point-and-shoot camera, and, uh, it was really nice for the time, I mean, now it's shit, because of, you know, the last few years, and megapixels quadrupling from the norm, uh, but that was a pretty nice camera at the time, uh, I mean, it's heavy, like, it was pretty, like, for a point-and-shoot, it was a pretty heavy, it, it was not cheap as a quality or anything, and it took and probably still does take pretty good pictures. It's pretty old now, though. But still, I'm looking on Craigslist now because I don't want to look on Amazon for something I'm going to use for a day. <sighs> it is late, and I'm sort of tired, but I'm in the moment where I'm not really sure if I'm tired or not. <laughs> I'm just kind of ambiguous. I, there's moments where like my eyes can be more tired than my actual body is, but my eyes will want to close and then my body will kind of slowly drift into what it thinks is becoming sleep. And then, uh, you know, my eyes will be like, eh, not anymore. I understand that we're not sleeping now. And then my body will be tired and then I'll just, you know, forcibly shut my eyes and uh, it's just awful. <laughs> Um, I, I think I failed to mention that I've had sleep problems for a really long time. I've always had sleep problems. Um, when I was a kid, I could only sleep with a certain light on or off. Um, I'm sort of hazy on how it was. I just knew that I would always ask, I think, to leave the hall light on. But that may have been a fear of the dark at an early age more than anything else. It wasn't like a... I don't think it had to do with sleeping but I just remember you know I heard about people who could just you know close their eyes and then you know wake up the next day like that that's all it took and that was amazing to me because I could never do that you know I'd close my eyes and you know recently too because of high school and by recently I mean in the past three years it's been the worst sleep I've ever gotten so I guess the amount of sleep that I haven't, I don't know how to say this, the least amount of sleep that I've gotten in my entire life has been the past three years of high school, because I've been, you know, there's homework that keep me up until like 12, and then I, I, especially recently, I've been getting up earlier, so I can get good parking, and I just, if I get up later, then I'm too groggy, and I actually want to be, you know, awake by the time class starts, which is very hard to do, because of, you know, even if I set my alarm at, you know, 5.45, 5.50, 5.55, 6 o'clock, you know, so on and so on, 6.30 every five minutes, I can still have these moments where I wake up at, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning, which leaves me a good 30 minutes at the most to get ready because it takes me you know, 10 to 20 minutes to get to school. Then I have to beat the traffic that gets there right around 7.50, and school starts at 8 because of the class schedule change that I talked about earlier, and... You know, there's the news stories, the some that are articles that I read about sometimes where are saying that, you know, teens get the least sleep in history and, you know, people exaggerate articles all the time. But that one is honestly pretty spot on because 
um, to what I know, I think that we've gotten the least amount of sleep in a really long time. We don't really get sleep anymore. Uh, we just, I mean, you know, four hours is a decent amount of sleep. To give you some example, it's not that weird. And I just, I miss getting sleep. I miss being able to just, uh, I mean, insomnia has always been there. I miss, I don't know how to explain this. I very much miss being able to, you know, fall asleep and wake up feeling refreshed is the word I was looking for. I was trying to think of that. But I can't anymore because I wake up feeling groggy all the time, even if I don't take sleeping medication, which I have before, and I don't like because it's crappy. Um, I took Trazodone for a little bit, and that was... Even in... I could take half of it, half a pill, and it would do nothing. I could take a full pill, and it'd be too much. And it was there's never a happy medium. No matter how early I take it, I would still wake up feeling groggier. And I always wake up groggy. And adding more grogginess to that is just awful. And then I got switched to amitriptyline, which is another thing that I've never heard of. And that one does not matter how little I take, how much I take. Same awful grogginess. I you know I would and it's I'm not gonna take the time to cut a quarter of a pill just so I can wake up feeling less groggy and probably still not have enough of the ingredient in me not have enough amitriptyline in me to actually be activated to make me go to sleep which I guess in that case would be a placebo but it isn't because I can't sleep in the first place and placebo wouldn't work at this point because if it was I'd be sleeping which I'm not and uh, I think the doctor has something against Ambien, which I guess I can understand. Because, you know, like, it it's a popular one, and anything that's popular ends up being abused. But, I mean, it's like, I understand your worries, but I don't care because I want to sleep. And at a certain point, like, I understand your fear, but your fear shouldn't make you a shit, uh, really, your fear shouldn't make you a bad doctor, you know? you're that shouldn't control you know the patient to doctor relationship where you're just it's like you're holding out on me and it's odd to hold out on me and i'm actually realizing as i look at the timer that i'm pretty pretty easily gonna make this an hour at total not this track but i'm gonna make this an hour total and that is a success I'm not even done with all the topics but then again i can change them for the next one because i do want this to be strictly to like an hour because I just think that's better texting back texting is so I don't like to, uh, texting is I, I guess it's like a recreational activity but I've never it's never really gotten across any true communication that's been important in my life it's just been something to pass the time to be like you know acknowledge someone's existence and I, I don't know. I, I don't know why. I don't understand the full appeal of it. Uh, I am very, very sick of texting. Which, which is not like a controversial thing to say, but at the same time, there's not many other mediums of which you could communicate with someone. So, I mean, you know, calling is just weird. Calling is like, you know, it, it's almost like it has to be an emergency for for you to call someone. 
which is, you know, Aziz Ansari, who's a good comedian, has talked about that. Um, but it is true. Like, it's, you know, you need to have a very specific reason to call someone. And then there's FaceTiming with iPhones, but that only works with other iPhones, but that's not really too difficult because I'm in high school and everyone has an iPhone, unless you're, like, the Android person. And it feels like Android users spend 90% of their time trying to make sure that everyone knows that their Android is better than an iPhone. And, uh, I mean, I, I could care less. It's not... And it's it's not an issue. I just think you need to chill out and just enjoy your phone. It's not a competition. It it makes calls. It does texts. I mean, maybe maybe video chat with like Skype or something. I don't know. And I mean, it, does it go on the internet? Does it play games? Does it do what you wanted to do? Then good for you. I have an iPhone because I'm familiar with the, the software. And I don't see a reason in changing to an Android. Uh, all my music is on my iPhone. All my music is in iTunes. I just, there, there's no point in switching, in my opinion. So, I'm good. I'm just kind of, you know, I, I don't, I guess, you know, people would say, you know, why don't you try something new? Because I'm good. <laughs> because this is, this is a phone. This isn't warranting, you know, so trying something new. That doesn't even make sense, you know. Is it really that big of a deal? Do I need to try something new? Do I need to improve my life by, you know, getting another brand of phone? Is it, it's even though phones have become a very essential part of our society, it's also it also does not matter at all what you do. It, it doesn't matter at all what you do, and you can do whatever you want. I don't care. I promise, I don't care. And as if you're happy with your phone then that's good for you. I, I'm not necessarily happy. If you're happy with your phone, I don't care. And it's as simple as that. I'm happy with my phone, and that's what matters to me. Um, I will upgrade, though, to the 6 if they improve the bending thing, the 6 Plus, soon, because I do want 128 gigs of music, because that is what I care about overall. I mean, you know, calling and texting are vaguely important, as well as FaceTime and, and Internet. Okay, everything is basically important, is the point I'm trying to get across. And uh, I guess I'll divulge or delve into that more on the next episode because, oh my god, I have actually done it and I have talked for an hour continuously. That's a lie. I've talked for an hour in three parts. So I am going to leave, and until next time, thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope this was somewhat listenable because, because I, I, I've, I, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this to this length, to this extent, the first time I've like, you know, tried this hard, um, and actually followed through, which I'm still surprised I'm doing. I don't know if I'm going to post this, blah, blah, blah. I will get to all of this later and I'll talk about other stuff in future episodes, which I still might be recording now. I just got to see how this sounds. Thank you very much. And this has been... The Effect of Stream, Episode 1, Pilot, Introduction, February 6th to 7th, 2015. It is 12.41am, and I am signing off. Thank you. You are now leaving The Effect of Stream. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time. True Effect of...